The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. What's up, everybody? It's Michael Govier here. We bagged him. We got him. The one and only. The dude who is our logo. The head to Rico Palazzo. Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Finally got him. Mark Holton. We got Mark Holton from Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, Teen Wolf, where he plays Chubbs, and A League of Their Own, where he plays the grown-up version of Stillwell. You're gonna lose. So many iconic one-liners. You're gonna lose. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. I know you are, but what am I? Mark Holton has a storied career, and he was kind enough to give me his time. We talked for about a half hour or so about his career, about the Palazzo line itself. Did he know OJ? Did he hang out with Leslie Nielsen? What's the story there? A lot of really cool stuff from Mark Holton, who couldn't be a cooler guy. Honest, genuine, down-to-earth, and still has a sense of humor. I never interviewed somebody who's a legitimate movie creator. I mean, he's been in films for a long, long time. He even played John Wayne Gacy in the Gacy movie back in the day. I've never seen it, but people say it's pretty good. So, I really hope you enjoy this. I enjoyed talking to Mark. It was a hell of an experience. And this is a really special milestone for the show. This is a moment where we can say, hey, look at this. Look what we've created and look where we are. We got Mark Holton. And I don't even know if we're ever going to be able to top this one now. It's so cool. I'm really stoked. I hope you guys dig it. It's a nice little treat for all of you guys who've been around listening to the show since day one. For you newcomers who love the show and like what we do, this is a great tribute to the overall experience that we've created and to the man himself, Mark Holton, our logo. 
Does he approve of the logo? Well, you're going to find out coming up next. So strap in for Mark Holton. Follow him on Twitter, Real Mark Holton. But he's more involved on Instagram. That's where he takes care of his biz. He also has a store, MarkHoltonStore.com. Signed autograph, prints, t-shirts, etc. He's got it all. This guy is busy and active, still living a great life. That's it. I'll shut up now, and I'll let Mark do the rest of the talking. I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Cheers, everybody. Welcome in. This is Michael Govier of the Plato Podcast, also of the Cinema 9 Podcast as well. I do many podcasts. People who know me, for those of you that don't know me, the Plato Podcast is the reason today that we, me, gets to sit down with the legend himself, Mark Holton of Teen Wolf fame, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, the Hey, It's Rico Palazzo line from the Naked Gun. That's him. That's the blue version of him up there. I don't know why we made that blue in our logo years ago, Mark. I don't understand that, but that's just how we, the creative team came up with it. But it is so cool that you are you. Some people said this wasn't real, but I told them it's really him on Twitter, at real Mark Holton. And here you are, Mark. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much. I usually hang out at, at official Mark Holton on Instagram. I don't do much posting on Twitter. Uh, I can see where they were a little afraid for you. I don't have that blue tick next to my name yet. But um, I assure you it's me. And thank <laughs> you for using me in your logo. Uh, when I first saw it, I went, what the? Uh, but yeah, with the megaphone and everything, the blue I, doesn't bother me a bit. I think it looks great, man. Yes, we got Mark Holton's approval. I could not ask for anything more. We're off to a flying start here. Uh, Mark, I had a question for <laughs> two thumbs up. Hell yeah. Uh, so you're on Instagram too. I'll check that out as well. That's good to know. Yes, sir. First, yeah, first question I have is from, uh, this is from a friend on Twitter, Aaron. He wanted to know, what was the line that got quoted to you the most of any movie in your entire life? Is there one line that stands out beyond the, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo? Probably, I know you are, but what am I? from Big Adventure. Uh, but I did have, uh, see, I, I did the film, uh, you know, Naked Gun. It came out, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I had people pulling over, rolling down their window on the street going, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. And it's him. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? There's one line, you know? <laughs> So I, it was just like, wow. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I, I am so sorry, but somebody messed up my volume and it was super low for the beginning here. Is okay. it possible? We Could we restart? I, I am so sorry about that. No, that's fine. I, I just had band practice and some of the guys came through and they messed all the knobs up. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to do what we just did. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. It's Michael Govier of the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast and the Cinema 9 Pod. That's a movie podcast. I'm trying to tie both of them together because even though the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Podcast is what brought today's guest on, the movie podcast is very much a part of what we're going to talk about today as well. So it's kind of like a combo of the two worlds. Palazzo meets Cinema 9 here in a very special edition. Our guest today 
is Mark Holton, the one and only. Some said it wouldn't be done. Some said it wasn't real. But Twitter is a real place with real people who actually don't hate each other. Mark is a stand-up guy. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, when I first came across your logo, I was like, what in the hell? Uh, but I, I, you know, I'm honored. I think it looks great. The blue doesn't bother me. I love the megaphone. Two thumbs up, man. It looks really good. And, you know, uh, it's it's got a, a damn good podcast underneath it, too. Whoa. Yeah. That's impressive. Getting praise of the Palazzo podcast from Mark Holton himself. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. That's you. I mean, I don't know if we can ever top that. We're going to try to, though, in this interview slash conversation with Mark. And we're really grateful for Mark and his time. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter if you want. Uh, the real Mark Holton. Is that the tag? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, the amount of time I, uh, I have spent on Twitter is would fit in a thimble. I hang out mostly at official Mark Holton on Instagram. And then everything I do there magically appears in Facebook. I mean, Facebook. <laughs> awesome. Yes, it's uh, at real Mark Holton. If we want to pump up his Twitter followers, he's not going to use Twitter. It's fine. He's on Instagram, though. And that's where we're going to follow you as well from our Instagram account on the Palazzo Podcast and the Cinema 9 Pod, which is a, actually has a pretty healthy following. We don't use it as much for the Fantasy Baseball Pod. I don't know why some social media platforms just translate well for certain types of pods and topics. I don't know why that is, but it's just kind of how things go, Mark. Um, I'll tell you this. The line you've heard the most in your life, beyond the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo line, most people quote what to you? Oh, uh Definitely from Big Adventure. I know you are, but what am I? And it's usually done like this. I know you are, but what am I? Uh, the fans, they, they know the dialogue backwards and forward better than I do. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's just amazing. How many times do you think you've ever watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Um, five or six times. Uh, the last time I watched it was in uh, Dallas at a really beautiful old theater right before the COVID hell hit us. Ah. And, uh, Paul was doing a 35th anniversary tour and having screenings and uh, he would come out afterward and uh, entertain the crowd. And uh, I, that was the closest one to me. And I said, I I'd love to come. And he fixed me up. My wife and I drove down and, and just thoroughly enjoyed it seeing it in, in a beautiful old theater, uh, you know, with, with, with wonderful sound uh, in, in, a, uh, in a Texas audience. You have to remember, uh, if you haven't seen Big Adventure with Texans, you haven't lived. <laughs> when they're saying deep in the heart of Texas, the theater erupted. I bet. The Alamo. Time. Yeah, all that stuff. Very much a part of the movie for those. Who, I mean, if you're watching this interview, you've never seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure, then you should probably not watch this interview yet. You should probably go watch the movie first, then come back. Either way. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, I've never been to a theater in Texas to see a movie other than Castaway 2001. I was in Dallas and I was sweating my ass off and I just had to get inside for like an hour and a half to cool down. And Castaway was playing for a dollar. So that's my only Texas movie experience, Mark. Smooth move. <laughs> it was. I was the worst. So hot. It was dead summer. Woo! But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk with Mark Holton live. And I'm telling you, Mark, P 
people are fascinated by Paul Rubens. They see Pee-wee and they've seen the show, movies, the sequels. They even did another one. There was a Netflix, I mean, a couple of years ago. It was a kind of a continuation of the story. Is Paul anything like that based on what you know about him? Or is he just a regular dude? He's just a regular dude. I mean, he's a, he's a, just a regular businessman. And uh, now he is very funny outside of uh, doing Pee Wee. Hmm. Very, of course. I mean, if you, if you look at just the dialogue from any of his films, uh, he is, he's a, a master comedian. Uh, I watched him uh, uh, at the event I just uh, mentioned. Uh, take a balloon and absolutely bring the audience to their knees with laughter with a balloon. <laughs> I'm not going to give anything else away, but if, if you fish around on uh, YouTube, you, you probably find uh, a few examples of, of how funny he is with nothing but a blown up balloon. No doubt. No doubt about that. I'm going to check that out after this interview for sure. That's something that's top notch on my list right now, but He's a funny dude. He was hilarious in Blow. Like, he was good in that role, too, in the 2001 movie with Johnny Depp. So he definitely has a lot of talent. And I just think people mix up. The thing that's fascinating to me, Mark, is the reality of what we see on a movie screen or even a smaller TV screen versus everyday people. And in the end, you're an everyday dude. Look at you. you see, you're very reasonable. You talk. You're just a regular guy. You're not these characters that you play. You're, you play a character and then you move on. Is that how you see it? Or... Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty fair, sure. And what about, oh, and appreciated, yeah. What about the fan love, though, when they want to, like, if they ever run into you or they contact you somehow through Instagram or anything like this, are you happy to kind of play along? Or is there a time and a place where you're like, I'd like to be left alone, so if I'm in private, but you, you probably wouldn't be bothered in private either, but I'm just curious how you view that world and that kind of line of my life versus what you think my life is and how much you're entitled to the characters I've played. Well, um, I haven't been doing this very long and I've been very blessed, uh, that, uh, that my following has, has grown as fast as it has. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, asked me questions like that, you know, sent me messages on messenger and, uh, you know, I, I just tell them, I say, hell, if it wasn't for the fans and friends on here, I'd just be another village idiot. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, uh, if, if you don't appreciate uh, the people that uh, uh, have taken me, you know, through four decades of a career, then you're an asshole. <laughs> you're my kind of guy, Mark. I love it. Preach. <laughs> uh, Self-deprecating humor is so important to me, and I think you're obviously along those lines. We're talking live with Mark Holton here. It's amazing. It's didn't think it was real? Then it's real. Turns out people are real. And we can talk to them, and they're very reasonable. Mark is a reasonable dude talking with us live. He's also a funny guy. Do you think uh, comedy has changed since the 80s and the 90s, in your opinion? I mean, it's probably obvious that it has changed, but I wonder if you see it that way. Um, if I were to honestly answer that, things would get political, and I'm not going to go there. <laughs> But I will say that I agree with you that they have changed dramatically, especially um, recently. And that's all I'm going to say. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, how did you get the Enrico Palazzo job? Because really, it's just one line. Is You come in and audition for a singular line in that movie? Well, uh, you know, 
I hate to tell you this, but I don't remember reading for this role. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I have no, no memory. And I don't remember if my agent just called me up and said, you know, they'd like to offer it to you. Um, but my God, I was a big fan of these guys. I, I, I loved, uh, you know, where, where the movie came from was Police Squad, which was a, if you haven't seen, there's the, the six episodes that are out there. Please watch them. They're so funny. And you can see the talent there that went, you know, translated from that into this movie. And hey, as a comedy, it still holds up just like it the day it came out, in my humble opinion. I'll second that immediately. Definitely holds up. So funny. And they, they turned all the TV moments that were hilarious and they just amplified it on a movie screen. It, nothing really changed except it was a movie. That's it. It's, and they could say whatever they wanted because there's no censorship. Yeah. Well, I was just crushed when they, they killed the, um, you know, the series. So I was like, shit, yeah, I'll do this. This is great. I love these guys. <laughs> and, um, and I'm glad I did. Uh, it, it was just a, a moment in one of the, the funniest segments of the whole film. Uh, that for some reason seemed to pop, you know, and it's, uh, I, I didn't realize or have an appreciation for what exactly happened there mechanically or whatever mm-hmm. until very recently or whatever. There's been a lot of pretty much in-depth articles. Um, if you go to uh, the Mark Holton store and go to my links, there's a link to an article uh, that was written by a very talented writer and the title of the article is, um, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. And the guy bases his whole um, story uh, on, on the, uh, you know, 35th anniversary or 30th anniversary or whatever uh, on that simple line and how it t- and he ties it all together with that. And I went, wow, okay, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So Holy crap. Yeah. That's a, the Mark Holton store. I'm che- I didn't even know this existed. You got a bunch of apparel. You got TV. You got T-shirts with all your classic lines on yeah. them, especially the Palazzo line, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Enrico's in there uh, in every flavor of T-shirt you would want. Uh, yes. And also, uh, Enrico is on uh, some really nice coffee mugs. And if you just want uh, something to, to put on your wall or whatever, I can autograph you a, uh, you know, a personalized uh, autograph eight by 10 of, uh, wow. Enrico, much like your logo and, uh, and put anything on it. You want, <laughs> Hey, you can pick the color of pen. I don't care. <laughs> you got the, Oh my God. You were in the Gacy movie. You got the killer clown face on a shirt here. That's intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, people, that is really good. Actually. That's, I got some friends who love horror, and people love clown horror, too, in a way. I know Gacy ended up being a serial murderer. We know that. But people love that kind of stuff in a way that is uh, really popular today. Horror movies have never been more popular. 80s horror continues to be as popular as it ever was today. It's very I strange. I know. I'm, I'm blown away. The, the first convention I did was a horror convention, and I'm getting ready to do uh, the Pennsylvania Horror Con on the uh, 21st and 22nd. Oh, looking forward to that. I, you know, I have family members uh, and uh, and friends that have come up to me and people that come up to me at the conventions and say, I've never seen Gacy. 
because I didn't want it to ruin my childhood memory of Francis or Chubby or Ozzy. And, and so, you know, I understand that, but it, I recently I posted something on my Instagram page, a scene out of Gacy, and I got a lot of res, uh, response to it saying, I have never seen this movie and purposely, but after seeing that scene, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. What is a television movie? Is that correct? It was a network TV movie or no? No, it was pretty much straight to uh, tape. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then I am going to check that out myself. In fact, I might bring that up on Cinema 9 Pod to find out, does it hold up or not? You never know. There you that go. could be. That's what we do. We look at older films and we look at it today. Does it hold up? And if people are saying, hey, I like what I'm seeing. This needs more attention. That's the type of movie we look for. Well, it was shot on a shoestring, like a lot of my films. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you got it on dollar night, I wouldn't give you your buck back. <laughs> so if you watch it for free, my conscience is clear. If you don't like it, you know, <laughs> yes, I love Mark. Mark, you still got it. In my opinion, I love it. what I'm hearing from you, but I'm still fascinated by the plot. So you don't remember like really being hired for the Palazzo role. Do you remember being at the stadium or anything like yes. that? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I remember showing up at the stadium, uh, you know, getting into the, the wardrobe. And then uh, the I guess the atmosphere had already been placed and they, they put me in there. And uh, of course, I you know, I knew the storyline. I had the script. So, you know, I knew what kind of a moment this could be. And we, we did a couple of takes, not many. And then I was out of there. <laughs> that easy. Yeah. And the rest is history. Well, for me... <laughs> no premiere and no premiere or anything. Do you remember like going to a premiere for that? No, I didn't go to the premiere. I, 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 I don't remember being, uh, you know, invited or whatever. I don't know if I was or not. That's what's so fascinating about it, though. It's such a big line. Like you said, it did pop and you felt that it might, but at the same time, it's so brief. It's one, it's basically one line. <laughs> I, that's the way I felt. And I'm sure that's the way everybody on the film felt. And it turned out uh, to be something more than that. And I, the, the only thing that has ever been said to me personally was, uh, you know, I asked these guys at a convention, uh, you know, they're going on and on about the, the Enrico Palazzo thing. And I said, what makes that such a memorable moment or a funny moment to you dudes? And I think they were brothers. And they said, well, we had just been to see Wee's Big Adventure. After that, we saw Teen Wolf. We went to see Naked Gun, and bang, there's the guy. And for some reason, that elicited, you know, a ha 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 from these guys. Was was uh, was just the uh, the shock that, what the hell's he doing in here, you know? <laughs> and, and that's the only conversation I've ever had uh, that, uh, that 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 you know clued me in for those guys anyway. Uh, yeah. Why it meant so much to them anyway. That makes a lot of sense. The buildup, the movies you'd been in, those you had more than one line. You had roles, and they were kind of famous roles for the time period, and, and today, of course, obviously. Yes. But you put all that together. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, nobody's going to realize. No, nobody's going to put two and two together. Right, you're not seeing it that way. No. That's isn't that what's fascinating about creating entertainment, right? What you do, and then what's seen and what's absorbed. They're just like alternate dimensions. They kind of collide. It's fascinating. Yeah, and, and over the decades, you, you watch this stuff. I, I, it's, it's like everything's, you know, bigger now. My God, right. the Leprechaun franchise. 
Uh, they're, they're still saying, when are we going to get another one? Uh, you know, bring back Warwick. Uh, and and uh, it's it just blows my mind. But, uh, hey, <laughs> very cool what? with me, you know. So you didn't, I, I hate to go back to this, but I, I've just wanted to add this one thing. You didn't get any calls to do that Netflix peewee at all? There wasn't like, hey, maybe we'll bring Francis back for that? Or, Well, I, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I was moving at the time. Uh, and uh, I mean, right in the middle of the move. And I, I just, you know, I couldn't do it. Uh, I was like way under the gun, way up against the wall time-wise. Uh, so it just, it didn't work out. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm happy with leaving Francis where I think he belongs, you know? Yeah. No regrets, right? Not at all. No. What about the ink gum? Was it real ink gum? How are you? How does that happen? How do you get your tongue like that? You just got some licorice? (laughs) No, they gave it to me in a glass bottle from the special effects people. And I don't know if they had gone out and gotten, uh, you know, a serpent urine or whatever and put it in the <laughs> bottle. It tasted like it was horrible. And, of course, it stained me. And then they had to rub all that shit off of it and reset, you know, for the next day. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to put that in my mouth again. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what it was. But it read well on camera, and that's all that, you know, matters. That's true. <laughs> serpent urine. That's Great. That's a great line. So you didn't really interact with anybody else on the Naked Gun set then beyond like the people, the crew and stuff, but not like Nelson Nielsen or OJ Simpson. He was in that movie. It's crazy. Well, I, I had a good friend that was actually uh, in, in the crowd that uh, I looked over and, and recognized him and he was dressed as, he was the rabbi. Oh yeah. The and, rabbi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I went over and said, Jerry, what's going on, man? He goes, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm retired. I started to, you know, doing extra stuff. And here I am. I didn't know you were going to be in this. I said, well, I didn't know you'd be here either. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, the, the, like the principal cast, I did a pilot presentation years later, and it was with Leslie Nielsen. Um, obviously, it, it didn't get the thumbs up from the network or whatever. I think uh, I think it might have run a few episodes. Uh, Leslie Nielsen owned a gym. And it was, you know, about his life and the family around him or whatever, from what I remember. Uh, But he was just uh, a wonderful guy, very funny. Uh, There was some, you know, James Noble was uh, in the cast and uh, Tom Sharp. And I had, I knew Tom. So, uh, you know, when I went into this, I I just, you know, I I was, of course, you know, uh, starstruck. I just fawned over him or whatever. And we got into a normal conversation like we're having. And you know what? If you had to pick somebody as a neighbor, it would have been Leslie Nielsen. It was just a just a real, real person, you know, down to earth, good guy. I don't know if you could have a better description. That is beautiful. That's like, if someone said that about me, I'd feel pretty damn good about myself. I really would. That is badass. Wow, we're talking with Mark Holton here, and Mark has been in a slew of classic films and roles. If you don't know them, well, then come on. What are you doing here? I mean, I don't know why you're here in the first place, but I want to know. So there, so there was no OJ connection. You never met OJ then? I, I don't want to harp on no. it. I just think it's funny because you're in the movie with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wish I had a funny OJ story, but I don't. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. 
I just I think it's so goofy that legacy of films and the people's lives go on and then you never know what's going to happen with certain people. So, yeah, I know, man. You know, it's like a one minute uh, you're laughing your ass off. The guy's, you know, in the in the wheelchair coming down the steps. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, he's uh, he's in a Bronco on the 405. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think that says it all, Mark. That definitely says it all. So you said you had the script for Palazzo and the movie Naked Gun, so you kind of knew what was going on. But are you a big baseball guy by any means uh, over your life or no? The first Major League Baseball game I went to was uh, in Bush at Bush Gardens, Bush Stadium. Huh. Uh, and uh, set up in the peanut gallery, the cheap seats. And I rem- it was long enough, uh, you know, in the, in the past where the programs were actually – about they were huge um and uh they were big enough to make the the best paper airplanes i've ever seen none of which ever made it all the way down to the field uh and uh (laughs) you know i I remember that and watching these little tiny players what's going on down there uh but it was still you know exciting as hell and uh you know later i I would go to uh, you know, games at Dodger Stadium and, and also uh, uh, the new stadium where the the, um, the Angels play. What is that stadium? Uh, used to be Anaheim Stadium. Now yeah, they call Anaheim. it the... Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a huge place. Did, that's where they... I always knew the trivia on this, but I slipped out. Even though it's supposed to be a home Angels game, I know some of it was filmed there, but maybe it wasn't, and I don't... No, I'd have to... no you're absolutely right. And uh, in June... Uh, if you if you'll go online and look at the uh, California Angels uh, magazine, they have an online magazine, and about the past page one hundred or whatever, you will find different uh, uh, articles. I think it's a four part um, write up on uh, the film Naked Gun, oh. and he he talks about it from uh, you know here you got this ball club. And uh, these baseball guys, and all of a sudden they're invaded by this, you know, mega team, you know, from Hollywood with these friggin' lights and reflectors and cameras and stuff. And it, you know, it was a big, you know, uh, it was a big deal. And and they've interviewed, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that that were, you know, I guess stadium staff and and on the team uh, that made it on screen. Uh, so if, if you want to know, you know, the history of the film, you got to. You got to, uh, you know, you, 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 it's right there. Uh, and then the, the last little segment is on uh, your icon there, <laughs> your logo. <laughs> and uh, so I would invite you if you, you know, it's the June issue. If you're hardcore and you want to, you want to, you want to read those uh, articles. Uh, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of baseball history uh, uh, told from, uh, you know, uh, a different perspective. Than, than what you're used to. Well, I'm hardcore, Mark. I know that, so I'm all in. I've read a lot about it over the years, but it's been a minute, too. I, I guess anybody who was a pro probably would have gone and refreshed his memory, but I just wanted to do this naturally, too, as well. I love the movie. It was also the same year the Dodgers won the World Series that year. The movie came out, too, which was interesting. Um, yeah. It wasn't the Angels, but it was L.A. still. Yeah, L.A., yeah. All right, we're continuing on here with Mark Holton. Did you guys know that Mark Holton was also in another baseball movie called The League of Their Own? Now, Little Stillwell was a pain in the ass, and 
you played the adult version uh, who's at the Hall of Fame and talking with Dottie later on. So did you know that kid? Did you interact with the little Stillwell or not? Um, I think uh, the only thing I knew was what I read off the written page. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you pretty much get the gist of what the kid's doing or going to do on, on screen. Yeah, uh, not complicated. Was, you know, pretty, pretty much, uh, you know, one note. <laughs> you little bastard, get out of here. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know why uh, Penny Marshall thought of me. I guess you know, facially or whatever. Um, she uh, she flew me to uh, a location before we got to New York, just to meet me and kind of talk with me and uh, make sure she didn't have to fire me or anything and. I must have, you know, passed mustard, and uh, then, uh, you know, when I, uh, you know, when we went to film, we filmed at the uh, Hall of Fame, which was, you know, I tell you what, I mean, if you you walk into that place, if you're not affected, there's something wrong with you. The real Baseball Hall of Fame, right? That yes. time in Cooperstown, New York. Yes, in Cooperstown, um, we stayed in uh, Oneonta, and every morning. The uh, Teamsters would come, pick me up, and they would take me on this, you know, back route, scenic back route. And it was just like every, you know, place you would come across was like something out of a Norman Rockwell painting. It was in the fall, and there's, you know, uh, scarecrows and pumpkins. And and it was just, just the ride to Cooperstown was wonderful. And when I got there, I got to film in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And... Uh, I, I think the most uh, memorable uh, thing about the, the behind the scenes uh, that went on there, we were getting ready to start shooting. <clears throat> they were pretty much all set up and ready to go. And uh, Penny Marshall uh, started, you know, doing this to some of the crew. And she said, come with me. And I said, okay. So we went up to the theater, which was an, an interactive theater. And you sit there and you watch this film about baseball that was very uh, inspiring. And I had bought her a little present. I knew that uh, she loved uh, sake. So I bought her a nice little bottle of sake with a little you know, sake cup on the top and I wrapped it. I had planned on giving it to her at the end of the day, but uh, I took it up there with us. And during the film, I just kind of reached over and put it in her lap. And a few minutes later, I looked up and she's going, not never a word, you know, passed between us or whatever, but obviously she, she liked it. <laughs> and then we went down and of course uh, she had me, you know, where she wanted me after that film. And it was, uh, I think it was a real smooth move on her part. part. Nice memory. She passed recently. Uh, yeah. she, you enjoyed working with her. She, nothing but a pleasure. Uh, I mean, you don't have to tell bad stories. That's not what I'm asking for. I just like to know she had a storied career. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. her family too, very legendary and, well, Awakening, I, I so many great movies. So. I, I didn't know her outside of uh, her being a director. And she was a, a very, obviously, a very good director. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to 
take up too much of your time, but one more little um, a thing that I'll, I, I mention, you know, usually when I'm talking about this is, uh, you know, people say, did you meet uh, Madonna? No. Did you meet Tom Hanks? No. Well, at least you got to work with, uh, um, oh my God, having seen Gina, Gina Davis? Gina Davis. Thank you very much for the same. Uh, you must have uh, really, uh, you really enjoyed working with Gina Davis. And I, I love, you know, being able to say, that wasn't Gina Davis. What? It wasn't Gina Davis. She was the daughter of a uh, famous Oklahoma senator. And I don't think they, they did a voiceover or anything. But when I saw the film, I went, my God, talk about a perfect dead ringer. So there's a little bit of trivia for you. I bet you didn't know. That is wild. I think everybody's assumed that forever. And that's got to be one of the finest casting calls for somebody playing an older version of another character without any makeup or any CGI of all time. Seriously. Oh, I agree. I, I, I think, uh, and, and thank God I, you know, had a, an opportunity now that I'm, I'm doing more podcasts. Uh, people ask me about it, but uh, I was an asshole. I just thought I'd, I'd tell a story whether you ask about it or not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we preach no, no censorship, open forum. You yeah, speak I your mind, Mark, here. That's what we believe in. We are not limiting. We don't censor. We want to hear the truth. We want to hear all the stories. I don't like to limit people. I like to open up the conversation. That's well, what I obviously. do. Obviously, and I thank you. You're doing yeah, You're wonderful. <laughs> thank you, Mark. I mean... It's just, it's still bizarre to me. This is the first time I've ever interviewed somebody that I've seen in a movie. So that's a pretty cool feeling. I'm not going to deny oh, that. Wow. I, yeah. I would and. never have known if you hadn't said that. I'll give you a piece of trivia too, real quick. Yes, sir. Somebody with my exact name. My name is Michael Govier. And a Michael Govier won an Academy Award this year for a documentary <laughs> short. He's a real guy. He's got the exact same name as me. I was watching the Oscars back in March and I was sitting here working on some stuff. And all of a sudden, Reese Witherspoon says, Michael Govier for Best Documentary Short. And I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> I don't remember shooting that. <laughs> I know. I can't believe Reese Witherspoon just said my name. It was really bizarre, but uh, it actually happened. It's not me, oh. though. Not me. I can't you, take credit You should for it. use that, man. You should, you know, have it, like, in your intro on your <laughs> podcast. You know, just, just, have, just have Reese Witherspoon going, and now the winner is, and, and you know, and then just cut it off, you know, <laughs> after your name, just, just cut it off and, you know, go to something else. I love it. I'm definitely going to do that. That's a great idea. You're right. I don't know why I didn't do that before. What's wrong with me? Uh, I want to close it out. We haven't talked much Teen Wolf here. So Teen Wolf's very popular. People love Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf's had a whole other life too, because there's been, you know, new versions of it done. There was sequels, Teen Wolf 2, and so on and so forth. But I, I honestly wonder, like, Chubbs was the name of the character. Uh, was that designed with you in mind? Was it designed with your permission? I feel it, like it's... It was written as the role uh, for fat jokes. And uh, I think the director realized that maybe I had a little more to offer him besides the Twinkie jokes. And uh, he actually expanded my role. And, uh, you know, I just, I just wanted to, you know, the, to play the role as that guy in high school 
that you were or you knew that wasn't uh, you know part of the uh the cool click <laughs> and I, I think it came off that way absolutely 1000 percent. it's I think it's even become more of a beloved role. My pal Chris Deary, who's not here, he loves Teen Wolf, and I know he's sad that he can't ask you about it. So I wanted to make sure I asked you about the role and Chubbs. And uh, I mean, do you take it too seriously? Like, if you have to be part of a fat joke situation, does that bother you at all, or did it bother you? Or are you like, hey, this is just what I'm doing, and I don't care? Well, no, I mean, I, but you know, I I I was a lot more portly then. Right. Uh, you know, I. It, <laughs> It wouldn't make much sense for me to go, oh, well, uh, I don't know. I want to play somebody skinny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the whole idea to me was hilarious that I would ever be on a basketball team. <laughs> so it, it worked for me. I mean, I don't know if it was when uh, uh, the, the bad guy, Mick, I think it was when he said, uh, shoot it, fat boy. Uh, it, it may have been then, and it, and it may have been, when I did the hook shot, it cuts back to me quickly after that, after, you know, the, it goes in. And uh, when it cuts back to me, that was my honest reaction. I was like, it went in? What? You know, nobody was as surprised on that court but me because I, could, I, have, I couldn't play my way out of a wet tissue bag. But uh, for some reason, uh, the damn thing went in that time. So. That is so badass. God, that is so cool. Yeah. See, that's the kind of story I was hoping to get from you. I'm so grateful for the time and the energy and the honest conversation, Mark. This is this is one of the cooler experiences I've had since I started doing podcasting and all this stuff over the last year and a half. So you have been a highlight, and I want to thank you so much for giving us your time, man. It's been super cool. Well, you made it very easy and enjoyable for me, and I thank you. Fantastic. Well, Real Mark Holton, that's him. He's mainly on Instagram, though. Twitter, not so much. But I bet we can get him up beyond the 14 followers he has on Twitter. So if you want to follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Real Mark Holton on Twitter, if you're interested. You know, you don't have to go there, Mark. Don't worry. You can just keep ignoring it. No, I, I have to go there to, to you know. Uh, the, the only thing that annoys me is, uh, like, if you, you don't mention me at all, but just the fact that you pop up, all of a sudden, my guy, you have five messages on Twitter. Or this is the number five. And I go and I look for him. I'm going, there's nothing here. What the hell is this thing bugging the shit out of me for? You know, but I'll, I'll figure it out. You know, I, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not uh, I'm not stupid or dead yet. So I'll figure it out. Here's a story. Uh, you're just getting good, Mark. No way. Yeah, you are far from any of that. No doubt about it. Everyone, let's get it for Mark Holden. What an incredible pleasure it's been for the Palazzo Podcast, for the Cinema 9 Podcast. We thank Mark Holden. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Gator. He became a hero and he led his team to the college world series. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.